0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Jazz saxophonist Allison Ow on the 2023 album called Migrations. This album is a musical exploration of why people leave their homes to pursue life and a new land and the reverberating impact it has on future generations. It is an acoustic tribute to the complex but universal human act of migration, weaving lush, mosaic-like dreamscapes with poignant, heart-trending lyrics. We cover this album, Surviving COVID, upcoming shows, and the future beyond this interview
1: <laughs> great to see you I well I'm so grateful that you have time yeah I, yeah you on your show again
0: yeah so let, I, I want to begin everything with what we've lived through for the last three and a half years with COVID okay. as yeah. a musician how did you get through it and how good does it feel to have a new album out now
1: oh my god so many feelings as I'm sure every musician has probably answered you with that question I think um It was really hard for me personally. You know, I think like pre-COVID, a lot of my activity, I mean, as most performing musicians, was live. But I think for me, I attached a lot of my sense of self Mm -hmm. and my identity to, you know, how frequently those performances were, where I was playing, what project I was involved with. Like it was a very tangible sense of value to me which with hindsight now and with a lot of reflection during covid i feel like the state i was in pre covid was very shallow or superficial or maybe i should say that in the midst of covid i found a lot more meaning yeah um and really felt like music took on a deeper level for me um and let go somewhat of that tangible sense of self-worth yeah. that i kind of gleaned from those like literal events and actions and engagements and performance opportunities I had, I think now having gone through COVID and with a lot of that time and empty space just to think and think about music, um, I think I'm in like a different headspace now somewhat um, and trying to find more value and less superficial, superficial value, I guess. But I know those things can be very subjective to distinguish. But for me, it's like, a lot more, I don't want to say spiritual, but it, I think of music on a much deeper way in terms of the what I'm getting out of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then literally how I spent COVID, I mean, a lot of self-reflection. I did do some writing, um, which actually translated to some of this music from the uh, the album that I just released today. But a lot of it was written pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I added some movements um, and expanded on the suite that's featured on the record. Uh, So I did a lot of that, uh, lots of practicing, and also like kind of a lot of non-musical things too. I did a lot of reading. I tried to pick up French for a little bit, uh, which I had studied pre-COVID, and just like really trying to meditate on who I was as a person outside of music. I think that was a really valuable um, moment for me, I guess, for lack of a better word.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'm curious... It's release day. Do you do anything special on re- release days?
1: I mean, for me, I might do a little celebration with my husband, but um, you know, I think for today because actually, you know, I was going to say the climate is changing so much for what a release is for a lot of yeah. musicians now. Um, for my particular album, I opted to do an exclusive to Bandcamp release, yeah. so everything's really quite online. And I, I know as a lot of people who do Spotify and whatever other platforms. Um, so there's not much to do in terms of like actual action. So I'll be putting some envelopes and mail outs today, probably together. Um, and just, yeah, just celebrating for myself and, and, uh, yeah, just the achievement and knowing that I'm going to move on to the next thing too. That's also exciting.
0: Well, from my perspective, it's a big deal because we waited so long through this pandemic and there was so many things that it's not like people couldn't release music during that time, but you couldn't go out and promote it or perform. And I think a lot of promoters didn't want to deal with that. So it's really good to see everything kind of the tidal wave is happening. So I'm curious with this album, Mm -hmm. what went into this artistically? You, You said there was some... There, there was this new sense that you have from living through COVID and it was influenced by it. But overall, what was the impetus behind putting this together?
1: Mm. Um, so this whole co- project came to be uh, through an invitation to do a commission uh, at the Royal Conservatory, which is uh, one of the music halls in Toronto. It's located downtown. Uh, and every year they have a festival called the 21C Music Festival, which um, the objective really is to have musicians do or perform new collaborations, anything that would kind of push the featured artist. So the AD at Kerner Hall very kindly invited me to do the commission, um, and he encouraged me really to do whatever I wanted. I mean, I I had kind of a carte blanche, if you will, to write anything, but he, he said, you know, you could feature your quartet, but the idea is to maybe invite uh, an artist that you never would have otherwise reached out to or, in the writing aspect, um, include some different instrumentation, I guess, which kind of goes along with guest artists as well. So, as I was brainstorming for what music to write, um, also, I should mention, actually, the band, or my project was going to be opening for Danilo Perez's Global Messengers, which I also was informed of at the time of the commission. So I checked out a bit of Danilo's music, of course I'm familiar with his work, but that particular project incorporates um, select few world instruments. And the musicians in that band are amazing. And he's blending jazz with, um, yeah, just some some instruments from different countries. So I tried to find a theme that would sort of be in line with his music as we were going to be the opening set. Um, And I realized with some brainstorming, I didn't have to look too far. Um, I decided to draw off my own personal family history, which is diverse in uh, kind of a global scope, pulling from my dad's story of how he came to Canada and from my mother's through my grandparents' generation, as my mother is, was born in Canada, but her parents came from elsewhere. So to use the theme of migratory people, or the, the theme generally of migrations, became kind of the seed from what I drew from. So. Partly with the commission and just this proposal to write anything, and then looking at the act who we were going to open for and trying to find some kind of common theme. And then I just sort of ran with that. And um, uh, in terms of collaborations, I thought it would be a fun challenge to work with lyrics, which I would never done before. Um, and then the natural choice for me was the great vocalist who's based in Toronto uh, in Canada, Lila Bialy, who I've always wanted to work with. And I'd only met her actually earlier that year, so I was commissioned in 2019 to actually write the music, and then the the premiere was in January 2020, just before COVID hit, so we just snuck in there before COVID. So that's kind of the story behind how it came to be, yeah.
0: So what are you hoping the listener gets from this album?
1: Oh, I mean... So the context of the, the way I wrote the music was to kind of explore the themes and the reasons and the drive why people leave their home countries to pursue life in a new uh, community, city, country, a new land. Um, it's a story of my family. And um, I also realize, I mean, it's a story unique to me and my existence, but it's also such a global story and and the story of so many immigrants, especially to Canada and Toronto specifically, but to so many other places all over the world. I think it's just like this common thread that's experienced by so many individuals. Um, so I hope that listeners, um, maybe perhaps read a little bit about about the context in which I wrote the music, but also I hope that they're taken on this journey. You know, when I consume, um, other art forms, whether it's literature or you know theater or films or dance whatever it is I hope to almost like know nothing about it and just dive right in and hopefully I want to consume the perspective of that artist and any preconceived notions I had about either the medium of the art or the way the art is presented or after learning about the context in which the art was created I hope that it's shattered for me like my preconceived notion is shattered and i hope i go on this journey with the artist and hopefully see that product with their eyes you know kind of stepping into the shoes of somebody else um so yeah i hope that they're taking on this journey and in my case it's a sonic journey
0: yeah so what what about live shows what's coming up for you as as we move forward
1: yeah well so this project it's so large in scope it's a 10-piece kind of chamber jazz ensemble i suppose um featuring a four piece string quartet. Yeah. So this project won't be playing live as an album release anytime soon, <clears throat> pardon me. I am exploring some uh, performance opportunities next summer um, for some festivals. So we'll see what happens with that, uh, where the chips fall. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm just performing with some friends projects right now. So I have a an upcoming Canadian tour with a bassist, a great composer, a friend of mine named Mark Godfrey. We're doing some dates uh, in Western Canada. Um, and then some dates coming out with the Ostar project was another ensemble that I uh, started playing with last year, started by pianist, Amanda Tosoff and bassist Jody Prosnick. And that's happening next year. So just some like smaller projects I've been working with in the last year since, uh, things have reopened here in Toronto.
0: Okay. Excellent. So you already established Bandcamp. Where's the best place? Is that the best place? And if anybody wants to learn more about any live dates, anything going on with you, where can they go?
1: Uh, my website, which was uh, which is so allisonau.com, so a l l i s o n a u.com, and yeah, the, right now the album is exclusive on Bandcamp, where uh, listeners can get the full record. Um, yeah, so that'd be the best place. We will do a full like all the remaining DSPs later on in December, but I'll be posting about that as that happens.
0: Okay, excellent, Allison. It's so great to catch up with you wonderful album thank you for opening up the door a little bit more to it and best of luck with everything i appreciate it
1: thank you so much for having me cheers
0: thanks for listening and tuning into another neon jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in toronto kansas city and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz And thanks to Allison for coming back to Neon Jazz for her time, music, and story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.